Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Friday, January the 21st, 2022. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely connected you to for such a time as this. As always, it is indeed an honor and a blessing, one that I do not take lightly to pray with you and for you between the hour of 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. As you know, I didn't get on yesterday. Um, uh, I was driving. My sister sent a text and said she wasn't feeling well. And so um, I called her instead and um, ended up talking to her all the way until I reached the job. And so I think that's one of the things that we have to realize is that, you know, calling and checking on someone and seeing how they're doing and touching base with them. That is also a part of God's ministry. That's the heart of God. You know, um, sometimes we can get it confused where it's about, you know, um, going to church and I love church, you know, but when, if you're on your way to church and somebody calls and says, I'm, I'm sick and I need, you know, I, I need you, I need some help. Now she didn't say she needed help. I'm just using this as an example. So I calls and says, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and I, I need some help. Or can you pick up my medicine? And the response is, well, I'm on my way to church for me. It'd been like, she's sick. I'm about to do this podcast. You know, I'm about to do this podcast. No, I needed to call her and I needed to check on her and I needed to make sure that she was doing okay. So sometimes, you know, we have to really ask ourselves, what is the, what is the heart of God? What, what is it that God would have me do um, at this time? And for me, and I really felt the press that I needed to call her then and just see how she was doing, especially, you know, with so much going on. So I thank God that you know, she wasn't, um, she's a little drama queen too, though. So, but I thank God that she, it, it wasn't, uh, she wasn't feeling well and I could hear it in her voice, but it wasn't anything that would cause any major alarm. So thank you for praying for me. Thank you for praying for my family because she is my sister. She is connected to me. And so the prayers that you prayed on yesterday in my absence, you know, as always, I believe, uh, had an impact on her. And somebody can say, well, how do you know that? You know, how do you know it had an impact? Because I know when I talked to her, she wasn't feeling her best. And I believe that when you all prayed for me, that even if the enemy had intended for her to get worse, the prayers of the righteous reached heaven and turned that thing around. So never negate prayer. Never think that your prayers don't matter. Um, in fact, think if you hadn't prayed, what could have happened? If you hadn't got up early in the morning and, and began to praise God, if you didn't, if you hadn't said, thank you, Jesus, if you hadn't said, God, protect my family, if you hadn't said, you know, God, cover my child, if you hadn't done those things, right, you know, then what could have happened? But I believe it is because we pray and because I know God hears things are turned. It's Friday. On Fridays, we do things a little bit differently. And on Wednesday, I asked you all to read the remainder of 106 chapter, Psalm chapters 106. 
And this passage was the passage that I meditate on and I'm still chewing on it because it's so many lessons that we can learn, right? As we talk this thing out, there are so many lessons that we can learn from Psalm 106. See, the word of God stands forever. And the Bible tells us that there is nothing new up under the sun. So as we read Psalm chapter 106, you know, I understand that we're not in Egypt and all of those things, but there are principles that we can extract from the text that that inform us how our decisions and how we move in the earth has the ability to dictate our future. But most importantly, when we read the word of God, as we've understood in these 31 days of um or 31 minutes for 31 days in his word is that we learn more about God's character because the word of God tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the everlasting God from Genesis to revelations. God never changes. He never changes. And so in Psalm 106, and I'm just going to pull a couple of things out um, of the scripture and that is, you know, the psalmist who, according to the life application Bible, was anonymous. So we don't know, you know, who uh, sung this song. It says it's a song of national repentance as the people return from captivity. So that lets us know that when we repent nationally, you know, um, individually, collectively, right? There is a return from whatever it is that has us captive. See, some people are held captive by their lust. Some people are held captive by sec- by their um, addiction. Some people are held captive in their mind. Some people are held captive by fear. Right? There are a lot of things that can that can keep us captive, but the Bible says that. Is a song of national repentance as the people return from captivity. And so just as they return, meaning it is a process. Sometimes, you know, I, I've, I've looked at people and I didn't even mean to talk about the, just that part of it so much. But sometimes you can look at people and they doing wrong. You know, they're doing wrong. They know they're doing wrong. Right. They're not even trying to hide it, but they keep on going to church. They keep on praying, right? They keep on asking God for, for help and, and assistance. And so sometimes repentance, y'all, even is a process. That's why we can't judge people. That's why we can't judge people when people are out here doing wrong and they say, I know, and I'm, I'm trying to stop and I'm, and I'm trying to do these things. Now, sometimes they need some help with that because everybody's trying is not the same because you say you're trying doesn't mean you're actually trying. Like I can say, I'm trying to lose weight, which I say often, but I've not put all of those uh, steps in place, but yet it is a desire, right? So when the Bible says that, As the people return from captivity, that tells me that repentance sometimes is a process. 
And, and I mean, sometimes because God has the ability to deliver just like that. Sometimes people wake up and they, they've been delivered. They've been delivered from a drug addiction. They've been delivered from sexual immorality, right? They've been delivered from lying tongues and, and gossiping. Sometimes it can happen like that, but other times it is a process as they continue to seek the Lord, as they continue to ask God to forgive them, right? God is working out their soul salvation. He is working it out. But in Psalm 106, you know, um, it talks about how God delivered the children of Israel, right? And he did it for his glory, He did it for his glory. But in that, he talks about how they forgot. They didn't wait for counsel, right? And he gave them what they asked for, but he sent a wasting disease upon them. Then 16 goes on to pick up, right? All the things that happened. So 16 says, in the camp, they grew envious of Moses and of Aaron, who was consecrated to the Lord. The earth opened up and swallowed Dathan. It buried the company of Abram. A fire blazed among their followers. A flame consumed the wicked. Then it says at Horeb, they made a calf and worshiped an idol cast from metal. They exchanged their glory for an image of bull, which eats grass. They exchanged their glory for an image of bull, which eats grass. So see, they had the glory of God, but they exchanged it. They gave it up. For worldly things. Now it doesn't say that. But I'm saying that often. We will give up our anointing. We will give up. The promises of God. What God said about us. What God said about our family. We will give it up for worldly things. Because the world. Seems so attractive right. Like some. I heard a preacher say a long time ago. If sin wasn't good. Nobody would do it. Right. If if the spirit of deception was not so strong on us. Right. That that when we were in sin, we actually enjoyed it. We actually had fun. Now, does the consequences and the reality of sin come later? Absolutely. As it came here for God's people in the word of God, it talks about. You know, um. The things that God did, it said he stood in the breach before them to keep his wrath from destroying them. Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his promise. They grumbled on their in their tents and did not obey the Lord. So let's look at this. They despise the pleasant things that God has given them. That's why gratitude is so important, y'all. That's why saying thanks. That's why even if you ain't feeling it in your spirit, we got to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my dwelling place. You know, even if you if you're living with your mama or your brother or your sister or your kids. Right. Or if you're just or if you're renting a room, you know, what I'm saying it is a place that God ordained for you to be in. It says they despise the pleasant land. They did not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents and did not obey the Lord. Now, this is what he said. So he swore to them with uplifted hand that he would make them fall in the desert, make their sentence fall among the nations and scatter them throughout the lands. See, when we are not grateful for the things that God has done for us, 
God can just pull back. He, he can just say, okay, cool. And just pull back. His word is truth that he would never leave us nor forsake us. But he can just pull back and say, okay, I'm doing this. I'm providing this. Yeah, you may not have what you want, but you have what you need. And, and he can say, and he can say that I am the sovereign God. So all, well, he did say that all things are working out for your good, for those who love me and are called according to my purpose. But if we are not satisfied in the pleasant land, and I had to check myself a many a times, y'all, I am not going to lie. I had to check myself because God was blessing me and blessing me and blessing me. But the one thing Right. That thing that I really wanted. God hadn't done it yet. And so, you know, it was like, man. And sometimes we can get messed up about that one thing. When God already said that he's going to make a way, he already said that all of his promises are yes and and amen. He already said it. But the Bible is clear as well that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And if you've ever been waiting for any amount of time, and I ain't talking about like the fast food where you're in the line and they taking too long. I'm talking about where you've been waiting for years for the manifestation of God's promise. It can make the heart sick. But the Bible says they didn't believe his promise and they grumbled in their tents and did not obey the Lord. They had a lot going on. And many of us and many of those connected to us have a lot going on. Where we can't see God. Because we exchange our glory for worldly things. We exchange our glory for doing things our way. We exchange our glory because we think that we can do it better than God. <laughs> we think that sometimes God doesn't know how to fix our situation. So we need to help him out. We think that sometimes when God says, you know, refrain uh, from, from sex before marriage or when God says, you know, uh, pray for your enemies, bless them and not curse them. We think that God doesn't know what he's talking about. But then the Bible goes on to say, after you read through all of this, all of the things that they did, right? All of the things that they did, even to the point where it says that they provoked the Lord to anger by their wicked deeds, there's a scripture in the Bible, I believe it's in the book of Proverbs, where it says, Father, fathers, uh, I mean, uh, fathers do not provoke uh, your children to anger, right? Now, that's for fathers not to do, but, ch- but yeah, fathers do not provoke your children to anger. But how many of us know that our children can provoke us to anger? If you are a parent, if you're an auntie, if you're, you know, a grandparent, if you've been around little people, period, you know, they can provoke you to anger. They can provoke you to the point where you want to put your hands on them. You keep telling them, sit down. You keep telling them, don't do this. Don't don't do that. And they just continue to do what what they want to do. So if fathers, natural fathers can provoke their children to anger, then we know children can provoke. Parents and adults to anger. 
Why? Because we're humans. And in this case, they provoked God to anger by their wicked deeds and a plague broke out among them. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? By their wicked, it was by their wicked deeds. God was provoked to anger by their wicked deeds. And it wasn't just one time they were wicked. They continued to do things their way. Sound familiar? (laughs) They continued to be disobedient to God. Sound familiar with a lot of what we're dealing with now in the earth? Sound familiar when people are bent on doing things contrary to the word of God? And want to it, it, it use the excuse that can't no one can judge them when the word of God is clear about some things. The word of God is quiet about some things, but the word of God is clear about some things. But but this is the part that I love, y'all. At the end of Psalm 106, it says many times he delivered them, but they were bent on rebellion and they wasted away in their sin. But he took note of their distress when he heard their cry for their sake. He remembered his covenant and out of his great love, he relented. He caused them to be pitied by all who held them captive. Save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. One of the things that I love about God is that his word is truth and that his mercy endureth forever. God is a God of grace and God is a God of mercy And when we find ourselves in situations, when we are bent on rebellion, when we are bent on witchcraft, because the Bible says rebellion is just like witchcraft. That when we come to the end of ourselves, when we get to that point where we just feel like I can't do this no more, I can't tell another lie, (laughs) I can't engage in this type of of uh, activity anymore. I can't give my body to not one more person, right? I can't do whatever it is we dealing with. The Bible says he took note of their distress when, when he heard their cry. For their sake, he remembered his covenant and out of his great love, He relented. See, one of the things about God is he knows the cry of his children. No matter how mad you can be at your child or at your niece or your nephew or your grandchildren or, you know, little people that are close to you and dear to you and even little people, period. When you are close to them, when they cry, you know their cry. When my daughter calls mama, it might take me a minute, right? Depending on where I am in the house. But when she hollers, mama, I take note of the sound of her voice. I take note of her distress. 
because there are different times that she says my name. It means something different. There's a mama like I need you. Right. And then there's a mommy, you know, and I'm like, girl, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? But there's something about the cry of a child where you take note of their distress and it doesn't take you long to know, oh, something's going on. But see, when it says that God took note of their distress, right? When he heard their cry, he said for their sake, it wasn't for his sake. He's God. God does not need us. And sometimes we get it twisted because we think we're doing God a favor. But God doesn't need us. We need him. So when he said for their for their sake, he remembered the covenant. <laughs> he remembered his covenant. And out of his great love, he changed his mind. Y'all, I'm so thankful that God changed his mind about me. I'm so thankful that God didn't leave me on the path that I was on. I'm so thankful that God had to shake some things up in my life to recenter me. To get me focused on him and not on other stuff. And other stuff could be a person. Other stuff could be a, a, a it could be a, a, a person, a place or a thing. Right. It could even be where you stuck on yourself. I'm so thankful that God recentered me because when God recenters you if you allow him to he will place um how do I want to say this hmm he will place um well a spirit on you and I can't quite describe it maybe the Holy Spirit will give it to me but he will place something In your heart that you won't be able to shake because you'll remember. You will remember that it was out of his great love. It was out of his great love. Out of his great love that he came to see about you and I. I love you all. I know this is a little longer, but I wanted to really talk about Psalm 106. Read it again, y'all. Meditate on it. Meditate on it this weekend. Know that God loves you, and so do I. I am so blessed by you all. I am so blessed by this podcast, not because I'm doing it, but because how God shows up. How God shows up. That's why I am blessed. Because God has shown up for me, y'all, in ways you wouldn't believe. And one day, one day, I don't know when, but one day, y'all, I'm going to give y'all the full testimony. I'm going to give y'all the full testimony of the dark place that I was in. And I'm going to give y'all the full testimony on how spiritually... The devil left me or spiritually how the enemy really tried to leave me for dead. Spiritually, how he tried to leave me for dead. I love you all. Have an awesome week. Meditate on Psalm 106. Be blessed. Bye bye.